Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. If you're like most Americans, safe in your nice red city or red area, you're probably sitting back like the rest of us laughing at what the left is doing to its cities. It's an unprecedented rampage of almost total destruction. The only thing worse would be an actual ground war launched against their own cities. And so we laugh, assuming they're reaping what they sowed. They deserve this. But what if it's not an accident? What if they did this on purpose? Wait, destroyed their own cities on purpose? Yup. Why would they do that? Actually, there's a really good reason. Once you understand it, it actually looks kind of brilliant that they're destroying their own cities. Brilliant in a totally twisted way. But before I tell you why the Democrats are deliberately destroying their own cities, and it is deliberate, using the twin weapons of economics and crime, I want to take credit for nailing something, predicting over a year ago what the Wall Street Journal is just reporting now, that investors are fleeing Democrat blue cities, big blue cities, the iconic ones whose names are known the world over. I warned you over the last couple of years that even if you feel safe in your red city, understand the destruction far away is going to impact you directly in the wallet because investors the world over will start to make their investments based and including their investments in our stock market, in stocks, in corporations, based for the first time ever on where the locations are in America. So if a chain has a lot of, you know, Outlets, restaurants, offices in big cities, investment will flee from that chain. That's going to hurt America in investment overall. And it'll hurt the economy whether you live in a red state or a red city or not. That's happening right now at a shocking level. Just as I predicted, the Wall Street Journal just reported that Wall Street is betting against Democrat-run downtowns, which are pretty much all of the major hubs, cities in our country, the big iconic cities, and they're betting against them at a shocking rate and on every level. Quote, investors are paying less for bonds linked to New York subways and buses. Downtown-focused real estate investment trusts trade at, get this, less than half their pre-pandemic levels. Bondholders are demanding extra interest to build and hold office building debt. How will this affect you? Doesn't sound very interesting or sexy unless you're into holding REITs. That's what real estate investment funds were called. But hold on. Those used to be in good investment just a few years ago. 
Then the left decided it was worth destroying their cities to take out Trump and his economy. Worth lying about the pandemic and the need to stay in one's own home to destroy the economy, which ultimately destroyed their cities uh, because office workers didn't come into the office and then employers learned they didn't really need as much office space. But they started to return briefly after the pandemic. But then crime struck after the summer of love when the Democrats began depolicing bigly. The Wall Street Journal nailed this in a second article called The Return to the Office Has Stalled. You'd think post-pandemic people would be coming back or at least the use of office space would have stopped declining. It's not. It's speeding up. The number of companies that require employees to be in the office full-time has actually declined to 42%, down from, get this, 49% three months ago. Let me repeat that. It's key. The number of companies that require employees to be in the office full time has declined to 42% from 49% three months ago. That's staggering. Why? With the pandemic started, crime is now driving. It's just too much to ask for people to come into downtowns. They're too dangerous. The management doesn't want to do it. The workers don't want to do it. And the clients definitely don't want to do it. So you'd think they'd stop, right? I mean, all of our iconic cities are going to be destroyed at this rate. Literally, not just unlivable, but unvisitable wastelands. And they know it. There's this headline. Remember from the San Francisco Chronicle back on April 4th? Headline, San Francisco could be on the verge of collapse. What should California do about it? According to this, Not just downtown San Francisco is at risk of literally economically collapsing, but taking much of the Bay Area with it, the San Francisco Chronicle editorial board wrote. Oh, yeah? And the suburbs around it. They say it'd take at least a $20 billion, that's billion-dollar infusion of cash to prop it up, and maybe not even then. So they're totally reversing their depolicing policies, their policies of letting the homeless live and roam free on the streets. 43,000, by the way, live on the streets there, mostly in shanty towns. Nope, they're doubling down on it. Even in the face of absolutely staggering destruction that really is unseen before. The first to go were the Hilton Hotels. They're owned by the Park Hotels. Very reputable companies announced they were just going to default on a $700 million loan. Unprecedented. Simply walk away from about 15% of the city's hotel rooms. Then after that, 30 more hotel owners, mid to large size, said they would too. They'd default on their loans rather than continue to operate in San Francisco. Almost every day from L.A. to Portland to Chicago to Detroit, there's another announcement of another closure. These poor people can't even go to the drugstore, the grocery store in a lot of places because the Walmarts, the CVSs, the Walgreens, the Targets, they're all shutting down. Buy clothes? Got to do that on Amazon. Retailers are going too. Bye-bye. Worse yet, if you look at the graphic I've put up on my Twitter feed multiple times of the 60 cities that the Mexican and South American cartels are taking control over, And by that, they mean controlling the whole criminal trade structurally. And when they do that, they end up taking control of the city boards, the mayor's office, even the police department in much the same way they do in Mexico. If you overlay 
the 60 cities where that is happening. Fox News did a great graphic on it uh, about four months ago. They're all the blue liberal cities. They're deliberately allowing cartel infiltration, which, if it works out like in Mexico, will eventually mean cartel control. Why would you want to build post-American territories inside of America? Well, they hate this country. So there's that. But that's not even the primary reason. No, the primary reason is this staggering number. 48 million. That's how many registered Democrats there are in this country. That's according to Ballotopedia as of October 2022. 48 million registered Democrats. How many registered Republicans are there? A mere 36.4 million. Another 35.3 million are registered as independents. About 25% of them are really Republican. Another 25% are really Democrat. And another 49% really do flip-flop back and forth. What does that mean? If Democrat voters were pretty evenly spread across the country instead of clustered around big cities on the coast, we'd never win another election again. The Republican Party would be done. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So as it is, Republicans have to win. Majorities of independents, really large majorities of independents, votes in order to win elections. But look at a map of the United States sometime and you'll notice something. If you were a foreigner, you didn't know anything about it. You'd think this was an overwhelmingly Republican country. It's Pretty much red from one end to the other. The middle, solid red. In fact, there's just fringes of blue on the coasts and around a few big Midwestern cities. But that's it. You can literally see the Democrats' problems and their frustrations on a map. Their voters are redundant. They'd have much more power if they spread out. To give you some idea of how bad the problem is for them, then no good it is for us. A third of that 48 million registered Democrat voters in America live either in New York or California. Bottom line, if they were ever to seriously spread out, they'd crush us. Right now, they're pretty much moving one to two counties away from the city centers that they like so much. But even that helps the Democrats win more state legislative seats, more city councils, county councils, and flip those blue, pushing people further and further out. But make no mistake about it, that's what they're doing. In fact, their entire agenda is really one big voter drive. It doesn't actually have much to do with serving the people or helping anybody but themselves. If you look at this statistic that ran in Red State about three months ago, over 70% of the illegals are shipped. $350 million Joe Biden is spending in FY 2023 to fly or bus illegals around the country. And while some end up in New York and other places like that, you hear a lot about that, Almost 70% of them are going to red areas. That's part of the same voter drive. They're literally, deliberately reorganizing the country. Will it work? I don't know. In some ways, it's backfiring on them. I mean, look at Florida. It seems that most of the people who've gone there are red. 
To give you some idea of how powerful an impact that's had, used to be Florida would swing between Democrats and Republicans reliably. It was truly a purple state. Not anymore. Ron DeSantis won that state in his last gubernatorial race by more than a million votes. The first time he ran, he won it by about 50,000. That shows you the power of about 600,000 Republicans flocking to Florida. The problem is the areas they left behind. They're now solidly blue. I'm convinced this is why Democrats don't actually care that cartel members are flooding into the country. Whatever misery they can inflict on their sheeple in these blue cities, the better for them, the better for the power structure. Because the goal now is to move the sheeple out of the big cities and into red areas to purple them up and into purple areas to red them up with the ultimate goal of one day achieving amnesty and permanently flipping the country blue when illegals become legals and begin to vote. That's the plan anyway. I can't guarantee it'll work. They didn't mean to lose Florida the way they did. They meant to take it. But it's what they're doing. But folks, Democrats never do anything halfway. If they decide to take a wrecking ball to their cities, they're not just going to mess them up a little. They're going total hellhole. Complete third world post-American territories. Americans don't understand what I'm describing here. Let me give you an idea. My son was watching a UFO documentary the other other day on the Discovery Channel. Now, stick with me. This isn't about UFOs. And he pointed out a segment of it to me because it was so interesting. They were down in Mexico because there'd been some UFO sighting. Anyway, they wanted to interview the locals, the Discovery Channel host. But none of the locals would talk to them. They wanted to talk to them, but they wouldn't talk to them. Not because they were embarrassed to be talking about UFOs. They wanted to tell their stories. No, it was because they didn't want to be seen talking to any outsiders because the cartel might kill them. Americans simply don't understand the grip these criminal gangs that are infiltrating our big blue cities end up having on the residents. When I say post-American territories, I truly mean it. We're at risk In fact, it is the plan of Democrats to actually physically lose control of areas of the country. As Elon Musk recently pointed out, that process is about to be put on steroids by something else. Major commercial real estate defaults. You're beginning to see it in San Francisco with the hoteliers throwing their hands up and walking away. Over 30 of them. Google it. It's a crazy story. And you're beginning to see it with commercial real estate holders walking away from their loans. Who holds the notes, the loans on commercial real estate? I've told you this before and watch this. It's regional banks, not the big banks that donate all the money to the Democrats. So what happens? Well, if this catches fire and I think it will, you're going to see formerly reputable big companies walking away from Real estate commercial style loans at levels you've never seen before. Elon Musk predicted this. I think it's already a foregone conclusion. And then he predicted it would spread to the housing market. Whatever the case, it's going to collapse the regional banks. Now, notice, and I put this out to you before, the timing of the Hilton Park Hotel's announcement in San Francisco. And then the timing of 30 more of these commercial real estate holders, again, mostly hoteliers, in San Francisco saying, yes, we might default too. It was the week after Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden passed their horrific package, which guarantees to keep printing money at COVID emergency levels, even though there's no more COVID emergency. The same COVID emergency levels that Joe Biden printed at for two years and gave a 7 to 9% inflation. 
well, we're not going to do it in two years this time. No, no, we're going to print an additional $4 trillion in 18 months. That was the bomb. Republican Representative Ken Buck just dropped on us. This this debt deal that, that Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden made adds $4 trillion of debt to our national debt in the next 18 months, $4 trillion. And what we're saying is that's absolutely unacceptable. We've got to start at 2022 numbers and then start reducing from there. That was all part of Elon Musk's prediction. See, if we're going to continue to print at those levels, we're going to have to keep interest rates at the current levels, which means high, which means all of that commercial real estate that's coming due, all those notes that are coming due in the next two years, they can't refi. They'll have to default. That will wipe out those loans, and that will wipe out the regional banks. For Democrats, that'll devastate the downtowns further of those big blue cities and move out their sheeple like a herd. I bet they can't wait. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.